0: Nine times out of ten you do not want to get fired from your job because do not forget if you are let go it probably means you're not going to make any money and you're going to wake up every day going Argh! it's just what we as human beings do i don't know what that noise was but when it comes to the world of professional wrestling especially a few years ago before the birth of aew there were a lot of superstars who were like Man, i'm having a really good time but please oh please and I just leave. Hello, so, my name is Simon from What Culture, and yes, indeedy, this is six times WW wrestlers tried and failed to get themselves fired. Number six, The Revival. So, you always imagine that it was going to be quite hard for The Revival when they did go from NXT to the main roster, because they were super duper proud, as they should have been, of being professional wrestlers and not sports entertainers. They even said this a few times. As we know, Vince McMahon did not like that word. Das and Dawson still went out there every single time and had killer matches. But you could kind of see the frustrations, especially when they started subtweeting the likes of New Japan Wrestling and the Young Bucks. And at one point, they even came out wearing gear that had hashtag FTR on it, which was an in-joke that wasn't happening with Inside WWE. It was happening in other promotions. I mean, flipping Cody Rhodes had started that when he had said flub the revival on an episode of BTE. This was like all our worlds coming together or like a forbidden door being opened. Remember those days when no one knew what that meant? Ah, that was great. There were even rumors after this that they were so frustrated that they got a sit-down meeting with Vince McMahon and told him, look, we ain't very happy here because we just want to do really good wrestling stuff and you're making us being infused with The Usos, where we have to rub ice cream on us. And apparently WWE still offered them bumper deals, but they said, no, we're not interested. So when their contracts did run out, they went, of course, to All Elite Wrestling. But before this, were they trying to get fired? Well, they were certainly trying to do something else. Number five, Ryback. When Ryback came to the main roster in 2012, it was quite clear we were putting the rocket boots on him and were going to try and send him to the moon because he went on a crazy undefeated streak, which ended in a WWE Championship match. Now, he never won the belt, I tell you this, when you're just starting to be a professional wrestler, if somebody tells you, oh, hey, one day you're going to be with the biggest company and they're going to make you a super duper star, well, you'd probably be quite excited. This is a very hard position to try and keep, though. And after he did have that match with CM Punk, all of a sudden he started tumbling down the card to the point in 2016 he was put in a tag team with Curtis Axel and, yes, They called them Rybaxel or something stupid like that. And here I am in 2022, I have never gotten over it. It clearly got to Ryback, as I suppose it would most of us, because he started walking to the ring with a weight belt around his waist that had the words, the pre show stopper" on it, basically saying to WWE officials, why do you keep putting me on the kickoff show when I used to be in the main event? Once again, we do turn to the rumor mill, because apparently during one of these matches where he was wearing it, referee John Cone was told in his ear, tell Ryback to take that thing off to which. Ryback responded no you go tell them to go flub themselves and he did not say flub clearly the former Skip Sheffield must have thought eventually this would get him back in the good graces but instead he was booked for a random battle royal on a show and this time realized he needed to do something bigger so he went home and we actually never saw him again not just in WWE any promotion he quite literally vanished. Number ec EC3. EC3's journey through WWE has been absolutely crazy. Because he was part of NXT way back in the day, and most people looked at him and thought, well, he'll absolutely get to the main roster. But instead, he left that contract, he went to TNA, made a name for himself, got even more jacked, got even more muscular. So once again, fans were like, oh, now he's going to go back to WWE, and he's going to be a huge success. And he did right in NXT, but when he got to Raw and SmackDown... Vince McMahon decided, well, you know what, I don't want to do anything with you, and he never did. I mean, it didn't help that he lost his first match in front of a new audience to the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, even if his opponent was Dean Ambrose. But the bit that will blow your mind is that Ethan Carter III, that's not his name, Ethan Carter III's main skill was the fact that he could cut a pretty good promo. So how much microphone time did we give him? Zero. Before long, he was part of the Chasing 24-7 pack, which is never good. And this isn't a slight on him, but if you go and watch these segments, you can tell that EC3 had just given up because he could see the writing on the wall. So I would presume he was like, well, maybe if I look like I don't care, eventually they'll get rid of me. But for a long ass time, they didn't. Instead, it took to the pandemic in 2020 when from nowhere, WW made a bunch of releases and EC3 was one of them. But I tell you this. I kind of feel like he wanted to go long before this. Who could blame him? Number three, Charlotte Flair. Okay, so we go back to Murmur City for one last ride. But back in 2021, there were some very interesting reports of people saying, Charlotte Flair may want out of WWE. Does anybody know what her contractual status is? Now, this is all hearsay. We must remember this. But then we got to that particular episode of SmackDown in October, 2021. And a lot of people put their hands on their hips and said, Is she trying to get fired? Because due to the roster draft, the two WWE Women's Championships were going to have to switch brand because the Raw champion was gonna have to go to SmackDown, the SmackDown champion was going to have to Raw, and because sometimes WWE is like a playground, we did this by just changing belts. But when Charlotte was meant to pass hers to Becky Lynch, she just dropped it on the floor. And no, that wasn't planned. Now I do see where the queen was coming from because this was a stupid, stupid segment to write in the first place. But it did kind of seem like she was trying to get in trouble because do not forget what was happening over in AEW. Andrade was there, her then fiance. So yes, there was a conspiracy theory that this was Flair trying to get fired. But let's be honest, she is too big a star. I think WWE would rather send her home for two years than let her just walk out the door. But still, honestly, this was awkward, awkward TV. Let's never do it again. Number two, Daniel Bryan. If you remember after Daniel Bryan was forced into retirement, WWE would use him in a lot of non-wrestling roles, something that Mr. Bryan did not like because all he wanted to do was wrestle. It got even worse after a few doctors actually went, oh, by the way, Dan, we think you're fine, and you should get back in the ring. But WWE's like, no, we're too scared. Which is when Daniel Bryan decided, right, I need to get out of this company. What the hell can I do? If you want to see any of these attempts as well, all you have to do is load up Talking Smack when Bryan was a co-host, where he talks about fisting in relation to the old SmackDown fist, and continually calls James Hellsworth a hog, even though a production official was like, would you please shut up? The most fascinating one, though, does come down to when he and the Miz were in the studio and Miz cut that fantastic promo. Now, Brian has come out after the fact and said, yes, we planned it beforehand. And the original ending was that Daniel was going to punch him right in the face. Because as far as he saw it, either one, they'll go, oh man, this is a money feud. We better allow him to wrestle again. Or two, that's right, they'd fire his ass he could go to New Japan. Thankfully, this all worked out in the end, but I do totally understand where he was coming from. If you love something and you're passionate about it and it's right there, but you have to watch it from afar, you're probably going to do whatever you have to to get back involved. Number one, Gail Kim. After having a really successful time in TNA, Gail Kim decided that maybe, just maybe, the time was right to return to WWE to try and show them the skill set she had. Much like her first run, I don't think WWE ever really understood what they had. You should always treat your performers with respect, though, even if you aren't planning to push them, which did not happen on an August 2011 Raw. Because Gail was told, oh, by the way, you're going to be in a battle royal this evening and you're going to be eliminated in the first minute by whoever. Yep. That was the plan, somebody will just waddle up to you and chuck you over the top rope. Now, WWE cameras never broadcast this, but the stories are out there. But basically, Kim got to the ring, she punched Alicia Fox right in the face, basically goes, sell, Alicia does do that, before she rolled out of the ring, eliminated herself, and just walk to the back so quite clearly kim had seen the writing on the wall and wanted to go back to impact wrestling and thought the quickest and fastest way to get out of her contract was to throw herself out of a battle royal i can't lie i think it's quite clever a few days later gail told her social media followers that she had quit the company but actually what did happen was she was forced to set out her contract and we just talked about that but you do have to respect her convictions here all she wanted to do was have wrestling matches and she was told no in a wrestling company. I mean, that just makes your face do this.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.